If you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn with me this morning to the book of Matthew, chapter 14. Matthew 14. Amen. Matthew chapter 14, and I want to start reading at verse 22. title of my message today is Unreasonable Doubt. Unreasonable Doubt. Uh, most of us suggest and would say that it is reasonable to doubt because we look at circumstances, we look at problems, and everything that we seem to see speaks against the very thing that God says is true. And we, we are going to look at a very familiar passage of Scripture today, and uh, really it is one question that Jesus asks, but to give you a little bit of background, we're going to read really this whole text to get the context to see what comes before it, what comes after in the whole event. But it is this event of, of Jesus coming to the boat, walking on the water, in the midst of the storm. And the Bible says this, starting at verse 22. It says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, that is between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified it's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to, him, said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? When they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. It's an amazing thing. What Peter, what Peter did on this particular night is nothing more than miraculous. It is remarkable what, it, what took place on this day and this night 
in the, the wee hours of the morning, the Bible lets us know that Jesus came walking on the water, and the boat, the Bible says, was being buffeted. The waves were coming. The wind was coming. And so it was somewhat of a stormy night. And yet they looked out. The Bible says that the disciples looked out, and they saw something, somebody strangely walking on the water, and they were afraid because the Bible says they, were, they thought it was a ghost. I mean, you know, the last time we all saw anybody walk on the water was, well, oh, never. You know, so they, they looked out and they said, this isn't normal. We're, we're fishermen. We're used to being on the lake. We know what's out here. We know that people don't walk on water. Sure enough, Jesus said, don't be afraid. Die. And they recognized the voice. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, then have me come to you on the water. Now, Peter didn't didn't suggest, Lord, let me swim to you and survive. He said, Lord, let me do the same thing that you're doing. Now, Jesus could have stopped him right there because Jesus knew all things and he knew that Peter was eventually going to get afraid. But he didn't. He allowed him to come He allowed him to come to that place where he would walk on the water, get out of the boat, walk on the water, and head, the Bible says, toward Jesus. And brothers and sisters, I believe with all my heart that as we are going through life, one of the things that we have to remember is that when the pressures and the storms of life come our way, We are serving a God who is still bidding us to do things that are defying imagination, that defy all reasonable ideas of how things ought to be done. God is still calling us to a supernatural life, a life that goes beyond human reasoning, a life that lives in a manner that says, I want to please God more than anyone else. I want to do what God has called me to do. Jesus or Peter wasn't wasn't worried about what it was, you know, what the other disciples were going to say at that moment. He was concerned about what Jesus was saying. He said, "Lord, if it's you, then let me come to you." Jesus says, "Come on." And the Bible says Peter got out of the boat. What does it say? Peter stepped out down out of the boat. Verse 29, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. Imagine being Peter in that moment and he's walking on water. Uh, this little game with the girls, they, they like to take their crocs. When we're, we're at the lake, we, we go out and, and uh, they, they run in and their crocs fall off. Well, one day I got this idea because the crocs float, got this idea to pick up Riley. I can't pick up Jamie so much anymore, but pick up Riley and I picked her up, put her in her Crocs, and, and she pretended to walk on the water. She got a kick out of it. And, you know, you imagine that somehow Peter's in the middle of this, and he's out there, and he's looking around. He's like, I'm walking on water. This is great. This is wonderful. He sees Jesus. He's getting closer to Jesus. He's got his eye on him. But then all of a sudden, something began to happen in Peter. With walking on the, he's walking on the water, folks. He's not sinking yet. He's walking on the water. He's succeeding. 
in what Jesus told him to do, and then in the midst of succeeding to do what Jesus told him to do, he takes his eyes off of Jesus, and the Bible says that he began to look at the wind, and he looked at the waves. He looked at the physical circumstances rather than the supernatural power of Jesus. He began to look at everything that was happening around him. And instead of keeping his eyes fixed on Jesus, the Bible lets us know that he looked at all of these things and immediately, as soon as he did, he began to sink. And he did this one thing. As he began to sink, the Bible says he cried out, Lord, save me. Now right here, I want to just stop for a minute and point out to us that many times when we are in the midst of our own trouble and our own situation and we're beginning to sink, the one thing that we sometimes fail to do is to cry out to the Lord, Lord, save me. i got to hand it to Peter because Peter, it was almost like a reflex action. Peter begins to get afraid. He begins, he begins to fear. He begins to look at everything else. And all of a sudden, he's sinking. And then he gets his eyes back on Jesus. Lord, save me. And brothers and sisters, when we're going through what it is that we go through, when we're dealing with the trouble of our lives and the difficulties that we all face, regardless of how bad it might be, regardless of what's going on, can I encourage you that when you begin to sink, begin to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, save me. Save me. Don't let me go under. And i got to tell you that it will happen the same way that it happened for Peter. He will reach his hand down and he will take hold of you. Now, let's get to this unreasonable doubt. Verse 31, the Bible says this, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. I, lo I love this because it lets us know that Jesus is not the kind of God who says, you doubt it. You better think about what you're doing. You know, he didn't let him go under. I, I don't know how deep he was, but clearly Jesus reached out his hand and caught his hand and pulled him up. He pulled him back up to where Jesus was. Now, Jesus didn't stand there and just kind of, you know, now let's, Peter, let's talk about why you doubted for a minute. <laughs> you know, put him back under. Come on, Peter. Tell me, why were you afraid? He didn't do that. You know, Jesus, you know, people are like that, right? I'm going to make you think about what you did. I'm going to make you think just for a minute about how bad you've been. I'm going to make you just, you know, let's just talk about this for a while. He didn't do that. In fact, it seems as though the reflex action of Jesus was, and it always is, to reach out and save those who call upon him. Doesn't the Bible say that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved? And that's exactly what he did. Now listen to what he says. He says this. One question. And he, he kind of puts it to him a little bit, but he says, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, let's think of the minute, just for a minute, where this, this little question occurred. It seems as though, according to Matthew, it didn't occur in the boat. It occurred out on the water. Jesus picked him up. Peter's standing on water next to Jesus. 
you of little faith, why did you doubt? You see, it was unreasonable for Peter to doubt for four reasons. There are four things that I want us to understand today that will help us to understand that also our own doubt is, in fact, unreasonable. It is unreasonable for us to doubt in the midst of our storm, in the midst of our trouble. And the first reason is this, the goodness of Christ. Because he is so wonderfully good. The goodness of Jesus. We, we sang, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, Listen, when, when we sing that, we are, we are singing something that is absolutely true about his character. Let's think for a minute about the goodness of Jesus. What was it a little bit earlier in this passage? Well, or in this, this chapter, if you look at this chapter, you read about the fact that Jesus fed the 5,000. And Jesus looked out over the crowds and he was concerned about them. He was concerned about the fact that there were people who had been following him for days and they were getting hungry. And he said, if we send them home, we are going to, you know, they're going to collapse on the way. So we've got to feed them. Talked about this recently. What do you have? Well, we just got, you know, a few loaves and some fishes. That's enough. Bring it here. And the Bible lets us know that he fed the 5,000. Peter knew how good Jesus was. Peter had witnessed power, powerful miracle after powerful miracle and times where Jesus looked with compassion upon people. And, and, and earlier in, in the book of Matthew, Matthew records that he looked out over the crowds and he was moved with compassion for them because he saw that they were sh like sheep that were scattered without a shepherd. And he, he understood in that moment he, he desired to meet the need of the crowd. Peter knew that Jesus was a wonderful Savior. He was a good Savior. The goodness of Jesus caused him to reach out to the crowds and minister to them. And so in the midst of what Peter was about to feel and go through in that moment when he took his eyes off Jesus, he had to recognize, and it's always, always, brothers and sisters, it should be before us that we have to see how good Jesus is, even in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the frustration and the sorrow and the difficulties, we have to recognize that he is a good Savior and he will take care of his people. A lot of times we think, well, God, you've bailed out on me. God never bailed out on you. But how many times have you bailed out on him? How many times have you run from him? How many times when Jesus is saying, go ahead, step out in faith. Step out believing that I'm going to do something great. And we step out and we begin to walk on water. We begin to do something that we've never been able to do before. And we begin to obey God and, and follow him and walk after him. And as we're doing that, all of a sudden life happens. And we think, God, are you still the same God? Yeah, he hasn't changed, folks. God never, ever changes. He said it in the Old Testament. I am the Lord and I change not. We change. We're the ones who take our eyes off Jesus. But why take your eyes off somebody who is only out to help you? who is only out to encourage you, who is only out to help bring you along in your faith. And somebody once said, you know, you, you're never going to know if you have faith until you are in a good fight. 
until you're in the midst of circumstances that are so absolutely contrary to you that you think you're just going to give up. You want to give up. And you know what? It's in the middle of those things that we have to keep on believing and keep on trusting the Lord. He, he, it is unreasonable, brothers and sisters, for us to doubt because of the goodness of Christ. He had to know. Peter knew about how compassionate Jesus was, and yet he doubted. You might also go this far to believe that his love, his suffering, and his death, and, and believe that it, he died on the cross. I don't know how many people have said, yes, I believe Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And yet they still doubt. Still doubt and they have no assurance of salvation because they can't believe that he is good enough to save them. That he'll come to their hearts and their lives and bring about salvation. Brothers and sisters, we have to come to the place where we recognize it is unreasonable for us to doubt because of the goodness of Christ. It is also unreasonable for us to doubt Because Peter, probably more than anybody else, was assured of the power of Christ. I mean, think about it. He's the only one, seemingly, who had a conversation with Jesus at that moment. And he says, Lord, if it's you, then have me come to you on the water. He looked out on the water. Jesus spoke to the disciples because he saw they were afraid. And he said, don't be afraid. It's I. I, I, It's Jesus. So the one you recognize, the one you know, I'm, I'm the Savior, and I'm walking on the water, I'm here. And Peter says, Jesus, if it's really you, then have me come to you on the water. He's now seeing him walk on the sea. Nobody walks on the sea. Nobody walks on water, but Jesus is walking on water. Nobody opens blinded eyes, but Jesus had opened blinded eyes. Nobody calls people, interrupts a funeral, and raises a little dead boy back to life. Nobody does that, but Jesus did that. Why? Because of his power. His great power, brothers and sisters. In the midst of your trouble, you have to remember that he is absolutely all powerful there is nothing that he cannot do my wife read the verse yesterday what that what is what is impossible with man is possible with God it doesn't matter how bad things might seem to you you've got to believe in the power of Jesus Christ if he can walk on the water he can help you through whatever trouble you are facing today He looked out over the waves and he saw somebody coming toward him. He says, Lord, it's you. Then help me. And imagine the power now. The power also comes to Peter to be able to do the very thing that Jesus was doing. It's an amazing thing that God infuses into us. He imparts to us power to overcome that which should bring you down. That which you should not be able to do. That which you should not be able to handle. The power of God can come to you. But so often, all we're looking at are the waves and the wind and the trouble and the difficulty and the reports of the doctors and everything else that everybody is saying. And we're looking at all the bad news. Shut the news for a minute and start finding out what God has to say. And realize that His power hasn't changed in all these years years. The power of God is greater than anything that you go through. 
anything that you deal with today, there is nothing that God cannot do for you. It doesn't matter how bad things might have seemed, how, how bad the reports might have looked. It doesn't matter what's going on in your heart and in your life. You need to know today the power of God is greater than any power. Say, Pastor, do you, you know, is that something you could give me? No, no, no. It's not something I can give you. It's, only, it's from God. God ha- it's His power to give. And He wants to give it to you to be able to overcome whatever trouble, whatever anything is happening. You see, I wonder why it is that Jesus didn't say, all right, come on, Peter swim to me maybe it was that the waves were so bad that swimming might have been an impossibility in fact it had to be bad enough we don't know if Peter could swim or not we don't really know the the Bible lets us know in the end of of the book of John that you know when Peter saw that Jesus was there after he'd been resurrected it was Jesus who was on the shore Jesus had helped them with that miraculous catch that he got out of the boat and then went to Jesus we don't know if he swam or if it was You know, if it was shallow enough water that he walked to the shore. Don't really know that. But all we know is this, is that when Peter began to sink, he was obviously afraid. We have to believe that God is powerful enough that no matter what is going on in our lives and how bad things are getting and we are sinking, that he is able not only to give us the power to walk on the water, but even when we are sinking down and we've lost faith and we've doubted a little bit, that he doesn't just push us under because we failed. He picks us up. Peter doubted. He's sinking. Jesus grabs him, and Jesus doesn't drag him to the boat. He picks him up. And together, they walk to the boat. They walk back on water. It could have been that the waves were so bad, everything was happening. The only way to get there was walking on the water. And so he brings him back to the boat, brothers and sisters, We need to recognize the great power of God in the midst of our situation and that God will not let you go under. You say you don't understand what I'm going through today, but he will not let you go under. Now, it was unreasonable to doubt because he was also assured of the presence of Christ. Not only the power of Christ, not only the goodness of Christ, but the presence of Christ. Of Christ, He was quite confident that the all-conquering master was right there. He could hear him and he could see him. He knew he was there. His presence was right there. The, par- the presence of Jesus was there. He knew he was, he was at hand. He was close by. He knew it. He saw him. He heard him. And yet he doubted. You ever have this happen? Pick up your Bible in the morning. Maybe you read a few verses of Scripture. You get encouraged by it. The Lord lets you know, I'm with you. I'm there. I'm I'm here to help you. I'm here to strengthen you. And then life happens. Stuff happens. Problems come your way. Difficulties come your way. And all of a sudden, the very thing that you, you read, that He is with you, He is present, He is there, He's there to help you, to strengthen you, all of a sudden that all goes out the door and you doubt. You see, Jesus was right there. It wasn't like, you know, Jesus was there and then all of a sudden He disappeared. He was still there. 
Peter's walking toward him, the Bible says. says he's walking toward him. He can see him. He can hear him. He is right there. He's a few feet away, maybe a few yards away. But Peter sees him walking toward Jesus. And then all of a sudden the thought occurs, I shouldn't be walking on water. This shouldn't be happening. And he looks around and he sees the wind. Wow, it's really windy, really wavy. This is not a good situation. I'm out here. I'm doing something nobody has ever done other than Jesus. This is probably not the thing for me to do. And yet he's assured that Jesus is right there. The one who had just given him the power to do it is standing right there in front of him. And yet he does. Imagine. We all kind of, you know, we, we sit here in our, you know, year 2011, and we just kind of look at Peter, and we say, oh, Peter, so silly. You know, we, we pass judgment so quickly on Peter, and yet how many of us are like him? How many of us, you know, I know that Thomas, Thomas all of a sudden, he's, he's called Doubting Thomas. He's doubting Peter right here. Peter doubted when Jesus was standing just a few yards away, had given him the power, had, had told him to come. It was, it was his will to do it, to make it happen. Come on, Peter. Going to give you the power to do it. Peter steps out. He's walking on water. The presence of Jesus. And Jesus didn't disappear. He's standing right there. And he doubted even though he saw Jesus because now he's beginning to look at other stuff. Yes, you know, how many of us are armed with the knowledge that, yes, God will never, he'll never leave me, he'll never forsake me, and yet in the middle of all of that knowledge, he'll never leave me, never forsake me, we doubt. The presence of Jesus is with us, yes, thank God for the presence of the Lord, and yet in the midst of the presence of the Lord, you doubt. We're not so much unlike Peter. That in the midst of our difficulties and our troubles and our struggles, we doubt. But can I encourage you today? It is unreasonable to doubt because he is with you. Because he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never, ever give up on you. He will never. You might give up on him. You might walk away from him. But he will never give up on you because he loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you more than you could ever, ever imagine. Jesus cares about you. And this is why when we read this text and we read how Jesus treated Peter in the midst of all of that, he didn't smack Peter upside the head and say, man, you need a good whooping. What's the matter with you? you, Peter. He didn't do that. Even though it was unreasonable to doubt because Jesus was right there. He was right there. Can I tell you today that in the midst of your doubt, he's right there. He is right there. He hasn't left you. He has not gotten out of your situation. He hasn't removed himself from it. He hasn't said, you know, too intense for me. God doesn't do that to us. God doesn't bail out on us because he can't take the heat. Oh, no, no, no. If there's anybody who can take the heat, it's him. He knows what you're going through, and he is right there with you. It's like Gordon Jensen wrote song so many years ago. He's as close as the mention of his name. He is right there in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of insurmountable problems and things that you can't seem to make it over. He is with you. He is with you. 
It's unreasonable to doubt because of the presence of Christ. And there is one more thing that we need to see. It's unreasonable to doubt because Peter was assured of the willingness of Christ. You see, Peter heard it from Jesus' own lips. Come to me. Come on. Yeah, you can do it. The willingness of Jesus for Peter to do something that seemed to defy logic. It defied all natural laws. It defied science. It defied everything that you and I have come to learn about nature. Come on. Jesus is willing for Peter to come to him on the water. Jesus didn't say, you know what, Peter? I know you're going to doubt about halfway to me or, you know, as you get really, really close to me, as you get so close to me, Peter, I know you're going to doubt, so why don't you just stay put? Don't take any chances. Don't do it, Peter, because you know what? You're going to sink, and I'm going to have to rescue you. No, no, no. He didn't do it. Jesus was willing for him to take that step of faith. He is always with, look, he knows how, how weak and how frail we are. He knows that in the midst of trouble from time to time, we will doubt and we will start to sink and we'll go under or start to go under. And he knows he's going to have to rescue us from time to time. And yet he's still willing for you to take a step of faith. And brothers and sisters, regardless of how you feel today, you need to know that he is still willing for you to come to him. He is still willing in the midst of what you've gone through. You say, but you don't understand what I've done. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter how bad you've been. Doesn't matter what kind of sins you've committed. Doesn't matter what has happened in your life in the midst of doubt, in the midst of frustration, in the midst of fear. It doesn't really matter. You need to know today that he is still willing for you to come to him. Jesus said these words in Matthew chapter 11, 28, verse 28, Come unto me. Brothers and sisters, there is no way that you and I can ever walk in faith until we get our eyes on Jesus and come to him. We, we can't do anything. We can try in ourselves. Well, I'm just going to try to be the best person I can. For what? Without Jesus, we can do nothing. Without Him, we are nothing. Without Him, we can do nothing. We have got to come to Him. And He is willing for us to come in spite of the fact that He knows how human you are. Jesus knew that Peter was going to fail. And yet, He still had him come. Because for a brief moment, I want you to see this, for a brief moment, Peter actually walked on the water. For a brief moment of time, Peter's faith and the power of Jesus met. And they came together to bring this man to a place where he did something he never believed he could do. And brothers and sisters, what God does is ever so merciful and loving. He teaches us that we can have faith for the impossible and we can actually do things that are wonderful for him, even if from time to time... We fail him. And even when we fail him, he doesn't push us under. 
he doesn't bring us up and say, no, Peter, we're going to go and we're going to have a long talk together about all of this. All he asked Peter was, Peter, why'd you doubt? Why did you doubt? <laughs> and I love the fact that according to Matthew, this little question occurred on the water, not in the boat. It occurred in the midst of the wind and the waves because the Bible says that it wasn't until they got into the boat that the wind and the waves died down. Peter's still out there on the water with Jesus. Now Jesus probably holding on to him, holding him up, helping him along, helping him every step of the way, getting back to the boat. And he says, why did you doubt? Jesus was right there. He was willing for him to come. He had the power to help him to come out to him. He had the power to be able to give him that overcoming ability in the midst of the trouble. And yet, it was unreasonable, according to Jesus, that Peter would doubt. Brothers and sisters, we have to recognize that God has good things in store for us. God has better things in store for us. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with or going through. You need to know that regardless of how bad it might seem, that He looks at us and says, listen, it may be natural to you to doubt, but it is unnatural in the light of what I am able to do, in the light of who I am, in the light of the fact that I'm with you. It is unnatural, it is unreasonable for you to doubt in my power, doubt my ability, doubt my willingness, doubt my goodness. You doubt it all when you doubt. He has not changed. And so we can trust in Him and we can believe in Him. Can we bow our heads today?